0: Chapter six of the Scarecrow of Oz This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librivox.org. Chapter six Narrated by Gazino. The Scarecrow of Oz by L. Frank Baum. Chapter six The Flight of the Midgets. Captain Bill and Trot rode very comfortably in the sun bonnet. The motion was quite steady, for they weighed so little that the orc flew without effort. Yet they were both somewhat nervous about their future fate, and could not help wishing they were safe on land and their natural size again.
1: You're terrible small Trot,
0: remarked Captain Bill, looking at his companion.
2: Same to you, Captain, she said with a laugh. But as long as we have the purple berries, we needn't worry about our size.
1: In a circus, mused the old man, we'd be curiosities. But in a sunbonnet high up in the air, sailing over a big unknown ocean, they ain't no word in any booksherry to describe us.
2: Why, we're midgets. That's all,"
0: said the little girl. The orc flew silently for a long time. The slight swaying of the sunbonnet made Cap'n Bill drowsy and he began to doze. Trot, however, was wide awake, and after enduring the monotonous journey as long as she was able, she called out, "'Don't you see land
3: anywhere, Mr. Ork?' "'Not yet,' he answered. "'This is a big ocean, and I've no idea in which direction the nearest land to that island lies, but if I keep flying in a straight line, I'm sure to reach some place sometime.'
0: "'That seemed reasonable.' So the little people in the sunbonnet remained as patient as possible, that is, Cap'n Bill dozed, and Trot tried to remember her geography lessons so she could figure out what land they were likely to arrive at. For hours and hours the ork flew steadily, keeping to the straight line and searching with his eyes the horizon of the ocean for land. Cap'n Bill was fast asleep and snoring, and Trot had laid her head on his shoulder to rest it, when suddenly the orc exclaimed,
3: There! I've caught a glimpse of land at last!
0: At this announcement they roused themselves. Captain Bill stood up and tried to peek over the edge of the sunbonnet.
1: What does it look
3: like?
0: he inquired.
3: Looks like another island, said the orc. But I can judge it better in a minute or two. I don't care much
2: for islands since we visited that other one, declared Trot. Soon the orc
0: made another announcement.
3: "'It is surely an island, and a little one, too,' said he. "'But I won't stop, because I see a much bigger land straight ahead of it.'
1: "'That's right,' approved Captain Bill. "'The bigger the land, the better it will suit us.'
3: "'It's almost a continent,'
0: continued the orc after a brief silence, during which he did not decrease the speed of his flight."
3: "'I wonder if it can be Orkland, the place I've been seeking so long.' "'I hope not,'
0: whispered Trot to
2: Cap'n Bill, so softly that the Ork could not hear her.
3: "'For I
2: shouldn't like to be in a country where only Orks live. This one Ork isn't a bad companion, but a lot of him wouldn't be much fun.' After a few more minutes
0: of flying, the Ork called out in a sad voice,
3: "'No, this is not my country.' It's a place I have never been before, although I have wandered far and wide. It seems to be all mountains and deserts and green valleys and queer cities and lakes and rivers, mixed up in a very puzzling way.
1: Most countries are like that, commented Cap'n Bill. Are you going to land?
3: Pretty soon,
1: was the reply.
3: There is a mountain peak just ahead of me. What do you say to our landing on that?
0: "'All right,' agreed the man, for both he and Trot were getting tired of riding in the sunbonnet, and longed to set foot on solid ground again. So in a few minutes the orc slowed down his speed, and then came to a stop so easily that they were scarcely jarred at all. Then the creature squatted down until the sunbonnet rested on the ground, and began trying to unfasten with its claws the knotted strings.' This proved a very clumsy task, because the strings were tied to the back of the orc's neck, just where his claws would not easily reach. After much fumbling, he said,
3: "'I'm afraid I can't let you out, and there is no one near to help me.'
0: This was at first discouraging, but after a little thought, Captain Bill
1: said, "'If you don't mind, Trot, I can cut a slit in your sunbonnet
2: with my knife.' "'Do!' she replied. "'The slit won't matter, cause I can sew it up again afterward when I'm big.' So Captain Bill got out his knife,
0: which was just as small in proportion as he was, and after considerable trouble managed to cut a long slit in the sunbonnet. First he squeezed through the opening himself, and then helped trot to get out. When they stood on firm ground again, their first act was to begin eating the dark purple berries which they had brought with them— Two of these Trot had guarded carefully during their long journey, by holding them in her lap, for their safety meant much to the tiny people. "'I'm not very hungry,' said the little girl as she handed a berry to Captain Bill.
2: "'But hunger doesn't count in this case. It's like taking medicine to make you well, so we must manage to eat them somehow or other.' But
0: the berries proved quite pleasant to taste, and as Captain Bill and Trot nibbled at their edges— their forms began to grow in size, slowly but steadily. The bigger they grew, the easier it was for them to eat the berries, which of course became smaller to them, and by the time the fruit was eaten, our friends had regained their natural size. The little girl was greatly relieved when she found herself as large as she had ever been, and Captain Bill shared her satisfaction, for, although he had seen the effect of the berries on the orc, They had not been sure the magic fruit would have the same effect on human beings, or that the magic would work in any other country than that in which the berries grew. "'What shall we do with the other four berries?' asked Trot, as she picked up her sunbonnet, marvelling that she had ever been small enough to ride in it.
2: "'They're no good to us now, are they, Cap?'
1: "'I'm not sure as to that,' he replied. If they were eaten by one who had never eaten the lavender berries, they might have no effect at all. But then, contrariwise, they might. One of them has got badly jammed, so I'll throw it away. But the other three, I believe I'll carry with me. They're magic things, you know, and may come handy to us sometime. He now searched in his big pocket and
0: drew out a small wooden box with a sliding cover. The sailor had kept an assortment of nails, of various sizes, in his box, but those he now dumped loosely into his pocket, and in the box placed the three sound purple berries. When this important matter was attended to, they found time to look about them, and see what sort of place the orchid landed them in. End of chapter 6